Hello and welcome to the Resilient Leader podcast brought to you by Firestarter Business Solutions, igniting and sustaining your business growth. This new podcast series is all about finding out what makes business leaders get out of bed in the morning and how they deal with the ups and downs of being a boss, particularly during the current pandemic crisis. During this podcast series, we are going to be meeting lots of different business leaders from many organisations to find out their approach to business success in an uncertain world. My name is Dave Harris, and today I am delighted to be joined by Nathan King, the founder of Advantage Strategy. That's spelt, by the way, A-double-D, and then a capital V-A-N-T-A-G-E, Advantage. After gaining a degree in chemical engineering and a diploma in management studies, Nathan's career took him into marketing for major brands such as PepsiCo, Dairy Crest and GlaxoSmithKline before starting Advantage Strategy in 2013. According to LinkedIn, Advantage is a business strategy and research partner for scale-up and advanced growth organisations, seeking to reduce risk on major market initiatives and improve productivity to scale and grow. Nathan, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast. Um, let's start by talking a little bit about Advantage. Tell me a bit more about it, what it does and your role within it. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Lovely to uh, talk to you, Dave. Thanks for having me uh, having me on. So yes, Advantage, as you said, has been going since 2013, so seven years or so now. Um, and we're a, we're a small um, but perfectly formed team, which has a kind of, kind of strategic finance covered as well as kind of research. Um, in terms of my role, so I'm, I'm, I'm the kind of the founder and the kind of strategic lead. Um, and also I have kind of quite, quite in-depth strategic relationships with, uh, with my clients, uh, with my kind of scale-up coach hat on. So it's kind of, it's quite a broad offer, a kind of strategic offer, not just about kind of strategic marketing, also has finance and then gets insight from, uh, from research. So obviously, as the founder and the, and the effectively the CEO of the company, I suppose, your role as a leader is going to be very important in guiding the company as well as guiding your clients. So how important do you think resilience is for a leader in, in any circumstances? Yeah, no, it's a great, great question, and obviously, particularly now, as you can imagine, Dave, with uh, the pandemic, uh, global pandemic, it's uh, it's been brought right to the fore. Uh, the fore, I guess, from a, a team perspective, we've got to uh, we're in the in the business of kind of like helping our our, our clients grow. Um, so if if we can't be positive and see the opportunities, um, it's very very difficult then to kind of really kind of uh, impart that to our, to our clients. So I guess from a, um, a communication, it, it tends to be at the heart of these things. And our team uh, is a virtual team, um, but we uh, we actually had a, a meeting this morning. We met for an hour, and we actually uh, one of my one of my team, Phil, and I kind of carried on for a conversation after, and a regular kind of like check-ins. Clearly on projects, that's uh, really important that you have more of those as well, but also just on, on the kind of softer side. So I've, I've, I have prepared five uh, top tips for kind of personal sustainability, which I'll be uh, very happy to to share with uh, you and the listeners. Yeah, definitely. We'll definitely get you to share those top tips. And, and thank you for doing that. Before we get to that, I, I wonder, just talking more generally about resilience, I wonder whether you think, I mean, obviously resilience as I think you, you, you said, is, is important in normal times as well as during a crisis as we're going through at the moment. But do you think you've had to increase your resilience to deal with the crisis or is it just business as usual, really, just dealing with it in the way you deal with a normal crisis? I've been as I was, I've been doing this for seven years now, and this has been the most trying year. Um, the first year or two, obviously, starting out when you're learning the ropes of how to kind of run a, a small business when you come from a corporate background. Um, but this this is a very different kettle of fish. So you know, some of the client base have just actually stopped 
working with us overnight through no fault of our own just because their business wasn't able to kind of uh, really focus on the kind of growth initiatives which we were helping them on so i guess yeah just practically um revenue takes a hit um and then you then obviously have to kind of like work out uh, how you're going to deal with that in terms of um supporting your 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 clients and laps clients as well as maybe trying to see if you could find um some uh, some some more uh, new business so I, I don't think it's it has been probably the most trying period in that respect um in my kind of seven years i've been i've been doing that, this type of work but in terms of i guess there is kind of there's going to be ups and downs and uh, you know there is uh, there's been recessions and there's been there's been good times and bad times and i guess Resilience is needed um, in, from a business as usual perspective. I, I think it's just come very much to the fore and it's allowed some businesses to really kind of, I, I must have, over the last few months, I've been able to really kind of look back and, um, and, and just fine tune what we do and how we do it and who we work with. Um, so it, there are upsides to it when, when you've got a little bit more time to kind of bounce back. Resilience clearly is important anyway, but it's, it's come to the fore very much now. You mentioned revenues then, and obviously a lot of companies uh, have probably had revenue issues over the last six months, and, and cash flow is a, is a problem for, for a small business in normal times, let's face it. Would you say that's been the most challenging aspect of the current crisis, or have there been other other sort of less expected things that have that you've had to deal with? Yeah, no, that's a very, very good question. So on, a, on top of the kind of like the kind of more financial side of things, um, I guess just from a personal um, uh, touch, I've got uh, a wife and two children. Uh, my boys are uh, 12 and 15 years of age. And uh, since pretty much March uh, until only relatively recently, they were homeschooling, which uh, provides uh, an interesting backdrop to when you're uh, you're attempting to do Zoom and team calls with, with clients. So and I guess on top of that, um, you know, that's just the, the, the background stress of that uh, for, for the boys and trying to do the best for them so i guess there, there is certainly private life stuff as well as kind of like work life stuff and obviously that that goes for our clients it goes for our for the people in the advantage team as well so i so i guess it's really interesting that normally there's a little bit of a firewall between home and uh, and work life but as 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 those have had to uh, merge in a lot of ways exasperated by the kind of working uh, the school uh, homeschooling uh, that that i think is kind of like magnified to uh, to another level but on the positive side i think it has created a lot of empathy because everyone's kind of like being in a very similar boat uh, maybe not all everyone's got kids but a lot of people have and, and they can kind of understand and and just kind of get a bit more kind of real about it and human about it I wonder now if we could we could turn to those uh, those hints and tips that you mentioned earlier, because I'd love to hear some examples of how you maintain your resilience on a day to day basis to make sure, you know, you're in tip top condition, as it were, to run the company. Absolutely. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I'm really happy to do that. Um, uh, the first one, I, I've kind of I got a little catchy, catchy phrase for each of them. Um, one is uh, match your system to your rhythm. Um, and this is all about kind of getting your your natural cadences, which you might have as an individual. You know, so it could be your, a night owl, or you may be a morning person, and or you, you there, there are things you know that you need to do personally. Also, you might have your own commitments. You know, maybe it could be kids uh, drop-offs or holidays or uh, kind of ill parents. There could be some personal in, individual dynamics, and and how to kind of marry that with kind of uh, normal business cadences, which tend to be there's a daily kind of cadence, a weekly cadence, quarter. Uh, an annual uh, and, and how you can blend that as a business so that you can kind of get the the benefits of some structure but also uh, be, be able to kind of flex that asymmetric working um, there's a, a ton of stuff out there in terms of ideas on how to do that um, but actually you've got to kind of like craft it so it works for your team um, and allows 
you to kind of get the benefits of the asymmetric working as well as uh, some structure, otherwise it's a bit chaotic. The second one then is um, is plan your work and work your plan, um, and this is um, and, and and this pretty my kind of business coaching hat on. Always kind of um, saying how important it is to actually write down a plan, get your goal on paper, how you think you're going to get to it. Um, and uh, there's an African proverb which I really like, which uh, it says, "For tomorrow belong to the people who prepare for it today." So that kind of envisaging the future and getting it written down and then sharing it with team members is is a critical part. But that's only part of it. The second part, though, is to realise uh, an another kind of quote, which is, "No battle survives contact with the with the enemy." Um, so actually, even if you have a plan, almost straight away it's likely to be ripped up, stroke, have major kind of alteration. So for those who know me, I'm, I I write all my notes in pencil, and that is not by accident because things do change a lot, and and uh, and and writing things indelibly in pen is is part of my uh, my kind of mental approach that things are kind of fluid, um, and a kind of like have it like a minimal viable product type idea that uh, there's a plan, but that's that's all it is. It doesn't mean it'll have to be exactly like that, uh, but the act of having a plan is very very important. The third one is stand on the shoulders of giants. Um, so I'm quite a big reader. Um, I've got lots of books on my shelf, and I'm my wife is all continually kind of says another Amazon kind of uh, uh, parcel just arrived in the post. And I think the kind of thing behind that is that um, I really don't like reinventing the wheel. It's, it's, it's one of my personal bugbears. And my kind of realization is whatever your problem is, if you can articulate it, uh, there's probably a book or a blog post out there, which if not quite exactly answering it, will certainly give you a head start. So I guess kind of my, my top tip here is build time into the week so you can do some desk research, some reading. So any challenges you might have, be that a client work, maybe how you're building your business out, um, but trying to get some specific questions um, so that you can kind of get specific questions answered, but also you can just kind of in, yeah, improve your paradigms, the way of thinking, your perspectives. The fourth one is is, is much more kind of probably a little bit more touchy feeling. This was be kind to yourself um, and to others. Uh, and there are two bits to this. And I'm a fervent believer that actually, if you want to look after number two, three, four or five, be that in your family or your team members, you've got to look after number one first. Um, so that's why you've got to kind of like work out what you need to do to recharge. Um, I know that you're into your your, your music, uh, Dave. So, you know, having that kind of outlet so that you can let your, uh, your your brain kind of unwind and unpack from your day is really important. So you've got to look after, after yourself. The other second bit is then looking after other people. And I guess when people are stressed, you can kind of be a bit more critical and judgmental. Um, and I think given the kind of times we're going in, people have got no idea what might be going on in other people's lives. Um, and I think people need to be um, slow to judge and quick to help. And that kind of mentality, I think, means that once you looked after number one, you've got more chance of looking after number two, three, four, and five. Um, and then the last one is uh, is run your own race. And this is kind of like the, the kind of realization that everybody has, uh, has been dealt with a very different set of cards. So whilst it's actually really important to um, learn from others and, and maybe benchmark yourself, the, the, the tricky balance is not, though, to get into comparison envy and actually to set out what your own uh, definition of success is um, based on where you have come from, where you are and your dreams which and your goals, which you're trying to get to. Uh, and try not to be too uh, distracted by someone who's got a, a whizzier car or a bigger house or, or whatever, which because uh, that then yeah, that's quite a destructive way of doing it. Um, but benchmarking is a very positive thing if done in the right, in the right way. So those are my five. So match your system to your rhythm, 
plan your work um, and your work and work your plan. Stand on the shoulders of giants. Be kind to yourself and to others and run your own race. Well, thanks, Nathan. That's a, that's a great list. Thank you very much for sharing that with us. Now, I wonder if I could, bearing all that in mind, whether I could return to the current crisis and, and, and what we've be all been going through uh, in the last six months. And I wonder whether you feel it has taught you anything, whether, whether any aspect of, of what's happened, and clearly you've already told us some of the, some of the ways you've been affected, but whether, whether that's made you change your mind about any aspect of business or, or perhaps it's reinforced what you already thought. Yeah, I guess one of the things which, um, and I guess the, the kind of work which I do helps ambitious businesses actually realise their potential. And if, it, if you kind of look at the wider business environment, it, it's never more critical to have ambitious business leaders uh, looking to grow their business, improve their business, and recruit more people, create new jobs, um, because that is how we as a nation, and I guess yeah, we as a species, if you kind of like then wrote this across across the rest of the globe, this is not just a UK issue, um, is there's a lot of people who are going to have lost jobs. Um, but I think I'm, I am hopeful and, and positive we can build back better and stronger. But I also know how difficult it is for business leaders to do that because to, to manage the day job and also then grow into and, and, and blast through the kind of ceilings which a business leader inevitably will come against. That that really excites me. That really excites me that actually we can get the number of micro businesses, if we get some of those micros to be small businesses, some of those small businesses to be medium-sized businesses, it will make a huge difference to uh, employment prospects across the country and the world. Um, and these skills and this kind of way of thinking is definitely learnable if people are open-minded to to learn about it. So I, I'm, I'm I'm an optimistic chap. Um, it admittedly has tested uh, this 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 last six months at times, um, but um, I'm, I am optimistic that we can build that better. And I'm also optimistic there is opportunities for business leaders to grow and then actually take take their business and and, and the wider communities forward. As a, a leader, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your people now and the and the people that work for you and with you. And whether you feel that it's your job or, or part of your role to have a very positive influence on them. And, and by that, I mean to be able to transfer perhaps some of your coping skills, your resilience to them as well, so that they in turn can deal with their own issues. Yeah, and that's um, and, uh, interesting because we were on a virtual team. Um, so so we, had a, we had a call this morning, uh, which is a, a weekly call we have. And the first um, part of that is is very much a sharing uh, part of the, of the conversation. So we all kind of go, go around and we just share how, how we're doing, what, what, what's kind of life like, how's home, how's kind of work, how the, how's the client projects kind of going. And depending on obviously where the kind of work is, some people are, are more up to their eyes in it. Some people are kind of like maybe working on more marketing type of activities. Um, so I think having a kind of check in and giving people opportunity just to kind of you know, unwind um, and actually about uh, and offer some uh, uh, updates on where they're at, but also kind of like pull out what help they may need. Just gives everyone an opportunity. They know that every week there's an opportunity for them to kind of download and also ask for help. So in terms of the in terms of like, how do you then transfer some of these kind of like learnings? I've clearly I've shared this information and my my tips with the team, and of which um, they 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 were they were. <laughs> They've got to take some of that on board, but things like, for instance, the uh, how we how we work together, kind of like match your system to the rhythm. They've been 
clearly part of how we do what we do is been a two-way conversation to fit with them and in terms of particularly when it's on client work we have a kind of a an approach which means that we can kind of work very efficiently together um there's kind of there's various systems we put in place things like microsoft teams and google docs where you can share documents and, and do it in real time there's there's, there's ways and means to, of, of working which means that we can do it quite efficiently and effectively and and asymmetrically and get the benefit of that um and and it's and it's good fun it's good fun the guys we work with we all enjoy each other's company we all value each other's uh, input and challenge but to your point exactly how do we, we kind of created a, an atmosphere and a kind of like a space so that people can look after their kind of more their mental health side of things than just their, the client work you mentioned earlier that obviously part of the challenge recently has been the mixing, as it were, of, of business and, and home life. It's It's been harder to have a demarcation there because with homeschooling and working from home and all these sorts of things that we've all had to, well, many of us have had to deal with. So I wonder whether you think your approach to business resilience carries over into the rest of your life anyway, you know, in, in the sense that you use the same techniques, the same approaches, the same philosophy, if you like, to deal with your with your personal life. Yeah, it's 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 always a challenge, isn't it? How to I, I, I do try, but I guess if if you try and do it too uh too much business into kind of like uh, the, the, the the personal. Um I guess if I think about my boys, one of my messages I often give with them is you know, you've, you've got to do some work before you kind of get some rewards so that there is a an element of kind of just trying to just focus on, the, on some important things um, so that, uh, you know, I know homework isn't the be all end all, but that often, I don't know if, if that's uh, if that's something which you might uh, uh, empathise with, get, getting uh, teenage boys to, uh, maybe it's a teenage girl thing as well, I wouldn't know, I've just got teenage boys, is it can be quite tricky. So trying to get some of that, a little bit of discipline, but lots of, lots of love, lots of encouragement. Um, so we, I've both both boys are quite active. I'm a kind of um, football manager for, for my youngest. Uh, the, the other one I take to tennis tournaments. So I think there's an element of some of the things certainly bleed through. Um, I don't think I've probably sat them down and talked them through my five top tips, but um, but it does kind of blend its way through into kind of my approach of, of, of how I kind of work with my, my, my wife, children and, and wider group. Interestingly, if you, if you try and sat your teenagers down to give them the five top <laughs> tips, you might you might get a rather different reaction than you get I, from I'm your just team. To, I'm just trying to imagine that scene now, and it's and it's just making me smile. Like, uh, <laughs> yes, quite. Nathan, I know you've um, been involved in some of the Fire Starter forums, which are the are the one of the reasons these podcasts have come about because of the uh, the sort of stimulation and the thoughts that were coming out of those forums. And I wonder whether you think that sort of thing, those forums, are helpful as part of a coping mechanism. Very much so. Well, so the proposition of advantages is fresh perspectives for confident decisions. And I am more than anyone, if I, I to live that, I, I actually am always kind of like open, open-minded, open-eyed to other ideas and other thoughts. Uh, and when Chris did, I think he did a top 12 tips for um, on the forum of, of his personal sustainability. And some of those clearly with a list of 12, some of those were going to overlap with my list. But it was great to see that actually got a really, really good, rich discussion going um, and actually helped sharpen my take on it. Um, and I, I kind of had this kind of thing in my mind anyway, but I hadn't got it written down on paper as quite like this. And I thought it was a very, very valuable way of looking at it. And, uh, and given mine, one of my top tips is plan your work and work your plan, getting it written down and getting it then shared for a discussion. 
I think is such an important part of it. And even if actually people don't agree with one or two of my tips and then bring some more into it, it's it would have served its purpose to get people thinking about what it means for them. Um, you know, you don't have to copy and paste what Chris or I do, but actually the, the, the point is to try and work it out yourself. I wonder whether, finally, I could ask you a little bit about the future. I mean, you've, you've talked quite a lot about planning and working your plan and that sort of thing, which clearly is about considering the future and, and where your business is going and how important that is. So I wonder, given these strange times that we're living through and the fact that we don't really know how long this is going to last and exactly what's around the corner and so on and so forth, has it made that business of planning and, and indeed working your plan, has it made that more challenging? Do you think it's a more difficult thing to do at the moment? In a lot of ways, it's actually given a bit more space to actually think it through. It never ceases to amaze me. It's, it's so much easier to give advice to other people and other businesses than it is to take it yourself. And that kind of realisation, which is, is clearly obvious, it makes you just quite humble. So when you actually are then asking your clients to make changes and, 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 and prodding and nudging and suggesting, just how hard that can be, because actually it's hard to do that in your own, on your own time. Um, and I guess with, with Advantage, you know, as I say, it's been going for seven years, been reasonably successful. Um, but I guess you know, what it's allowed me to do is start thinking about kind of, have I got the optimal business model? You know, what, what do I need to do in terms of how I want to kind of move this forward? How can I add most value? And it's kind of given me a bit more space to think these things which I would be kind of discussing probably quite extensively with, with clients but um, to do it on your own business is actually just show, shows how important it is to be able to do that. Yeah so I suppose what you're saying is I mean you, your business is in a sense it's it is about the future isn't it? It is, it is about planning and, and so you can't you can't really avoid it can you? You can't you can't but actually as anything on with a busman's holiday it's kind of like it's a uh, um, sometimes to actually get around to, to doing your your, your own uh, your your own piece of work and your business uh, is, is often the, the challenge but yeah lots of good progress made on that front so I'm quite quite excited by the uh, the, the opportunities and and actually, not just for advantage, but I actually am excited about how we can add value and, and help our clients, you know, really kind of like move forward. Well, thanks for joining us, Nathan, on the podcast today. And thank you for finishing on such a positive note as well. You've been listening to the Resilient Leader podcast with my expert guest, Nathan King, the founder of Advantage Strategy, who's been sharing some of his leadership resilience approaches with us. If you've enjoyed the podcast and found Nathan's insight useful, then why not join us on one of the Firestarter forums that we mentioned in the podcast? They're held online on the second Thursday of every month. They're completely free of charge. All you have to do is register on the Firestarter website site at www.firestartersolutions.co.uk. We look forward to you joining us for our next podcast episode. But in the meantime, please subscribe and keep listening.